Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, good evening, Rez. I want to say a couple of words to you, and I want you to say them back to me. Merry Christmas! What a wonderful, wonderful time of year, a challenging year. We're going to talk about that for a few moments. But what a great reminder right here as we've worshiped tonight that God is God, He's beautiful, He's in control, and He is with us, and He gives us peace. And so I pray tonight you've come with an open spirit of what the Lord might say to you. What a night to celebrate with your family tomorrow as well. And I trust that the words I'm going to share will be an encouragement to you. I'm so thankful every year I get to come and speak on Christmas Eve. Pastor Dwayne and Jeannie and the whole team uh, welcome me. And so Merry Christmas on behalf of all of them. And certainly tonight I want to draw you into this Christmas story and tell you some things the Lord's kind of laying on my heart this year. Uh, Christmas is a wonderful time of the year for me. I know that you have those same thoughts maybe for different reasons. Mine growing up in South Carolina a small little town called Six Mile. Probably about 300 people lived in this town. And I went to a very small church, about 25 people. And so, you know, I have so many memories of going to church on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And, of course, a different setting. You could have put my entire church in this on the stage here. But uh, a wonderful memories I have. And so this season brings a lot of joy in my heart because my dad, who was very abusive, was always kind during Christmas. I'm not sure why. Uh, it was weird. But I loved Christmas. As a little boy, I didn't understand all that stuff. But I just knew I was peaceful. And I loved having those peaceful thoughts. And so today... I want to kind of start with that. I remember, you know, dad was nice, but we had this other thing that happened at my church during this season, and that was the Christmas play, the Christmas play. Every year, get ready for the Christmas play. Well, we're 25 people. Well, 20 of them were in the play, you know, and it's like, so I remember times, I remember one night we came out to do the play because we did it two nights. Whoa, that's big time in Six Mile. And, you know, that night, I think there was three people in the audience. There's 20 people up in the play, but... We always tried out for different parts. Um, there were a couple of the things you got to do in the play that was directed by Letha Kay. That was her name. She was uh, ruled with an iron fist. You had to do it just like she said. And I remember we had, we had made this Christmas star, you know, the star of Bethlehem, and it needed to go across the stage at a certain time. And so we, we rigged up this like wire that went across and then with a rod and reel, you got to be like backstage and you got to move the star along the front of the church. So this was big. And you had to try out for it because my buddy Robert, he would always go too fast. The star can't zip across. It's got to kind of go real slow, you know. And so fun times with that. And then we tried out for the shepherd part. Y'all remember in the story, the angels came to the shepherd, who, by the way, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, lived out in the field. Didn't say they were staying out in the fields. They lived in the fields watching over their flocks at night. Have y'all ever gone out? On a really, really dark night, like out into the woods by yourself. We don't do that a lot around here. Uh, the only time I do it is I go hunting a couple times a year. And there's, there's the place where the guys will take, we ride these little quads and they'll drop me off. Dan, now you got to walk in the dark and your blind is about a quarter mile over there through the woods. I don't like that quarter mile walk. I'm walking the whole way with my flashlight. Lord, please help me. Please protect me. This is not, I mean, and I think about shepherds. They lived out there all the time. And then an angel shows up, really? 
Can you imagine tonight? Y'all, y'all just play along with me a second. What if you just got in your car tonight and you're driving home and all of a sudden, boom, right beside you, a well-lit angel going, greetings, you would freak out. So the Bible says the shepherds were terrified. That's the, it doesn't say scared. It says terrified. That means if you look in the Greek, fear among fear. They were freaking out. And so Letha would say to us, so when you try out for this part, look scared. And so, you know, here we are, little kids. And, and she'd say, okay, Dan, your turn to try out for the part. And, of course, I try out like this. I'm like, oh, oh. She said, no, no, no. Dan, look scared. Oh, and I would, I would lay back. Oh, she goes, that's it. And so I want to I propose to you that right now, as living through this 2020, I feel like I've been watching people, oh, kind of like the shepherds did. What's going to happen next? Freak among freaks. Look, look what's going on. And then we do this thing. This is the word for the year this year. Uh, you know, every year, Webster's Dictionary, they, they pick a new word of the year. This year, uh, the word is called downscrolling. It means you're reading social media. There's a definition coming up. And news feeds and that kind of thing. Knowing that what you're going to read is negative, but you can't stop yourself. You just keep reading. Down scrolling. Some of you do it. I don't know where my phone is. Is it down there, Bernie? D- down scrolling. When you just start read and you read and you keep reading and it's like, oh, look, this story's worse than the last. Look over. Hey, y- y- y'all got a bad story? I can top your bad story with another bad story. Before I came out, I looked at my phone. I thought, okay, I just picked one of the news feeds lines and I went on there. And of the seven top stories, five were negative. Five. And it's Christmas Eve. So most of the time, all we hear is bad news. And it's creating, whether you can see it or not, this is what it's creating in our society. And right in the middle of that, I can't believe it, man. The angel that came to these shepherds, Luke chapter 2, verse 9. My goodness gracious, is it a verse for 20? I think when that angel did it back then 2,000 years ago, had to be thinking, boy, they'll use that in 2022. Because the angel looked at the shepherds and said, don't be afraid. Fear not. Get ready. Watch. This is what, tell me how cool this is for 2020, okay? The angel said to the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. And he was born this day in the city of David, a Savior, Christ the Lord. If I could interrupt news feeds right now, I wish I had some guru who was really good with all the technology stuff. I'd break into every social media site. I'd break into every news feed. I'd break it. I'd have a big old face right there going, good news, great joy, all people, Jesus. I mean, that's what I would break in and say because that's what the world needs to hear. That's what they need to know. So I'm going to break them down. Number one, good news. Some of you have convinced yourself that this has been a bad year for you. I hear that all the time. Uh, I, when I turn on the news, oh, just, I just can't wait to turn the calendar to 2021. And I want to tell, I'll just only speak for myself. This has been a year of deepening for me. It's been a year when I've figured out, is my foundation really on Jesus or is it just shifting sand? 2020 is a good year 
for those of us who chose to go deeper in the Lord. Because we looked around and said, hmm, I guess this world can't solve everything. I guess we really do have to go to the Savior of the world. And that's what that angel was saying to the shepherd. The angel was saying to the shepherd, I got good news for you. Do you, do you think the shepherd thought, you mean I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of this job like spending the night out here all night? You're going to put me in a new job? Nope, but I'm going to tell you how to be peaceful in that job. See, sometimes for us, we see good news as get me out of my circumstance. Do y'all realize that when we look back at our life and it's all over, we might look at 20 and 20 and go, that was the year I went deeper with Jesus. Is that a bad thing? I propose that we look at it a different way. Good news for you tonight. There is a Savior. Uh, when I was writing this message, literally put it together in my office, right when I was writing this point right here, I got a text from a pastor friend of mine in Ohio, and it was, man, it was, I, I mentor him some, and he's dealing with a lot of tough stuff in his family, a lot of stuff tough in, tough stuff in his church, just, just all around. It felt like everything around him was falling apart. He sends me this message, Dan, look at all this stuff, and he listed it off, and I responded with, well, guess what? His name's Bo. I said, guess what, Bo? I got good news. And today, I say to you, on Christmas Eve 2020, whatever you would text me, however you would explain it, I would respond back, well, all I know is I got good news. There is a man named Jesus who came, and your circumstance is not weird to him. It's not unfamiliar to him. He doesn't look at it, and re he doesn't read your text and go, oh, that one is hopeless. He doesn't. He actually reads your text. This is, this is kind of crazy to say, but the, the worse it is, the more he goes, oh, I really am their hope. Because he came for, what do we all, always say when I preach it, came for the brokenhearted. Your brokenhearted text, Jesus reads and goes, I'm over here, good news. And then great joy. The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy. What that angel was saying to the shepherd is, I'm going to tell you something that no matter what circumstances come around your life, it cannot be taken away. I want to tell you today that that's what's happened for me in 2020. No matter the news that came my way, I, I kept going, wow, why am I? Why am I feeling so solid still? Why do I not feel shaken? Why am I not struggling? And I think it's because I realized I'm standing with the Lord. That's a secure spot. If you walked in here tonight and you're, you're feeling iffy, you're feeling shifty, you're feeling like I, don't, I can't take solid steps, I invite you to hear this great joy news. And I want to show you what I call some steps to great joy. And this is going to be a really weird thing I'm going to throw up on the screen. I'm going to throw points number one and three up on the screen, and two's vacant. I'll explain that. Here's why you need to have great joy. I call it the sandwich. Because Jesus himself, this Savior who was born, he said two things. Number one, he said, my kingdom, in John 18, 36, his own words, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. We don't, listen, it's going to take me a second for you to get this. We're living in a time right now where so many people are banking on this world's kingdoms to fix things. 
That was what happened when Jesus was born too. I mean, the, the, the people thought, great, he's coming to save us from that Roman government. And Jesus like, you serious? No, that's not why I'm here. No, my government is way above that. I do not stoop to that. I am up here. My kingdom, not of this world. Some of you, I'm calling you out right now, some of you this year have spent too much time in this world down scrolling. Get yourself up here where you belong. The kingdom of heaven is not of this world. Jesus' own words. And then the foretold prophet Isaiah about Jesus says, point number three, he said his government and its peace, look at the words, will never end. Governmental programs, governmental kingdoms, let me tell you what they do. They end. I can prove it. There used to be this great country called Rome. We don't walk around today going, hey, I'm a Roman gladiator. We don't even know what it looks like. You don't turn on your news and hear stories about Rome. They're gone. You say, Dan, what do you mean? Do you think a country like America could go away? I don't know, but I can tell you this. Countries come and go. God's kingdom never ends. Jesus' kingdoms never ends. Put yourself in that sandwich. Don't put yourself in the world's sandwich. It will not last. It's God's sandwich that lasts. So point number two is knowing your identity and values found right in the middle of these two things. And I'm asking you today, where have you found your identity this year? Did you find it in a party? Like a political party? Was that where your identity was? Shame on you. You can be affiliated with that stuff, but it does not identify you. <laughs> I'm not going to show up the pearly gates and Jesus go, hey, Democrat or Republican. If he asked me that, I'm going to say, wrong kingdom. Because he said my kingdom's not of this world. And I want to call you out and say to you, if you're here tonight, you're hearing a message about true depth, not from me, but for the Lord himself. He is the one who set up this kingdom that will never end, even on this earth. And I challenge you, this could be the greatest Christmas you've ever known. If you haven't found your identity in there, at the end of this message, I'm going to pray. I want you to know tonight, find your identity between those two thoughts. And that is how you get great joy. Amen. And, and then third, ready? Good news, great joy. Number three, for all people. Oh, I love this. <laughs> the angel said, for all people. Y'all know the Jews thought it was just for them. And the angel said, no, no, for, this is for all people. For you, shepherd, it's for you. Somebody sitting in here tonight, um, you don't feel worthy. You look at me up here in a suit and you go, well, yeah, you don't, you don't understand my life. I, I would actually say to you, I might relate and understand it far better than you know. My life, my childhood, I used to not think I was worthy of Jesus. I used to, eh, I'm not good enough. That's a lie from Satan. 
He said, I came for all people. See, here's the problem. Again, because we live in a man-made world, we identify God thoughts with him. Because in our world right now, if you post something, if you do the down-scrolling thing, if you post something, likely, if, if the whole world could speak, you'll get 73 million thumbs up and you'll get 73 million thumbs down. Because we're divided. And God came along and said, I got to give them some news that everybody can get thumbs up on. 100%. For everybody in the room. 100% for everybody online. 100% for everybody at Meyer right now trying to get a last second gift. 100% for everybody driving on 44th Street. 100%, all of them. The problem is many of them, they say, I don't want that. And I always say, if you, read, if you really met Jesus, not a preacher, not a church person, if you really met Jesus, you would want him. And then others say, well, I don't think he can be for me. You, you don't know, how, you don't know how, how hard I got it. And if God really cared about me, he wouldn't let me go through this. This is so common. I hear this all the time. You don't know, God doesn't, my life is so bad he can't love me. I wanna, I wanna propose a thought to you. Do y'all remember the other angel that showed up in this story about Christ's birth? It was when Mary found out she was pregnant. The Bible says an angel came, angel Gabriel came and said to her, greetings, Mary, you are, what were the words? Highly favored. That's what the angel said. Looked at Mary and said, highly favored. I can tell you right now, if I said to y'all, as you leave tonight, you're going to be highly favored. I know what you're thinking in, my mind, in your mind. I'm giving me a new car. I'm getting a house upgrade. Because highly favored to us because we think like this world is usually tied to getting something. I want to show you something. The angel said to Mary, you are highly favored. Let me play that out a second. Okay, she's pregnant. And she's not pregnant by a man. She's pregnant by God. So tonight at your dinner table when we're done and you're at home, your 16-year-old, because I told she probably was, 16-year-old says around your table, says, hey guys, listen, good news. Um, I, I, I'm pregnant. Don't get mad or anything. It's, I haven't been with anybody. It's God's baby. I'm guessing Christmas Eve for you would get shot right there. <laughs> That's what Mary went through. That's what Mary, and, and then when she has the baby, y'all know the story, no place for her to have it. So, ladies in the room tonight, you, you, you're due tonight, you roll up at the hospital, and they say to you, I'm sorry, man, there's no room in the inn hospital because we, we're full of COVID, and so what we're going to do is we're going to give you a few little things. Go out and tell you what, we, we've set up something in the parking garage out here. Roll, roll your car in here. We want you to get in the back seat. We want you to have a baby in the back of your car. Just have your husband help you. Here's all the stuff you'll need. Now, wives, just play this. Ladies, play this out of it. You're in the back seat of the car at the house. You can't get in. And your husband's helping you got that blowing thing. And you're going through all that stuff. And your husband looks at you and says, aren't we highly favored? I'm guessing you might say, you better be quiet. We'll put you through the windshield. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, and then at 33, he's hanging on a cross. And you're watching him bleed out. And you remember an angel. God, this is, when you sent the angel Gabriel said I was highly favored. This doesn't feel favored. This doesn't look like I'm winning, Lord. <laughs> People aren't looking around going, boy, I'd love to be Mary. And yet the angel said, you are highly favored by who? God. 
Is it, is it possible that when we look back at 2020, we will see that God highly favored us? That he was calling us to new depths in him? That he was saying, forget about all that world stuff you see around you. I got something better that I'm taking you deeper in me right now. Is it possible some of you are sitting in the room right now who are going through an incredible trial? It's just God's favor. Is it possible that it's, that it's going to take you deeper in him? I offer that tonight because I think we look right past that in the story. And it might, might be what we need to see. Because no matter where you are tonight, man, I, I thought about this before I walked out. And I walked out and I, look, I always look across the audience and I'm just going, who's sitting here going, ah, this isn't for me. I would actually say to you, this it actually is all for you. You who are feeling like you want to reject it, Jesus is saying, will, will you just try me? I mean, I, I seriously gave it up and I came to this earth for you. Because you're one of my people. And that angel said, good news, great joy. All people, a Savior is born. That's why we're here tonight. I get to preach on Christmas Eve because Jesus was born. And tonight you're here because Jesus was born. And I want you to know him in your heart. I want you to take him home with you because he is willing he loves you. He wants you. The question is, can you want him back? <laughs> he wants you. Let him in. So God, I pause. And I say thank you. In the middle of a year that we've seen is really challenging for our society. We are going to pause and accept that you are teaching us new ways to live. New depths to attain. And Lord, for the person in the room today, person online, maybe laying in their bed right now, who is contemplating what it would mean to have you as their Savior, Lord, I pray that you would receive them as they confess that they are a sinner. And they've not chosen in the past to walk with you, but they see, Lord, that there is a better way for them. And that way comes through knowing that you are the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And tonight, I ask you, Lord, to forgive our sins and help us to see that you came to save our soul we accept that into our lives and believe tonight that we are your sons and we are your daughters and we thank you for your love thank you for your faithfulness thank you for your steadfastness even when we seem shaky help us to leave here tonight a little more committed to being solid in our walk with you. We love you. In Jesus' name. We hope what you heard today has been encouraging and given you new insight into the Word of God. We upload weekly, so join us again next time. Be blessed and enjoy your week.